0: joined by Hamir Rain and, of course, Stefanos, How are you doing, my friend? Can you feel the heat down in your soul? Feel the heat down in your soul? Can you feel the heat down in your soul? (laughs) Stefanos is grooving right now. He's in a hell of a vibe right now. Let let me just give you a a nice um, preview of what's going on right now. Just laying on the concrete just enjoying the lovely sunshine <laughs> in chicago right now god bless chicago and uh, and god bless the miami
1: heat of america
2: oh, <laughs> america's team
1: heat Nation. It's, it's not the it may not be the hero everybody wanted but it's the hero we need people that's what we need as a country So rally I think around a lot heat. of
2: people i think a lot of people want this I think a lot of people want the Heat to win. It's an underdog I mean, story. People love the underdog.
1: Right. Underdog to the thousandth degree, man. Come on.
2: But the Heat don't <laughs> see themselves as dogs. That's why that's why Americans would love them.
1: Right, right. Yeah. yeah that's a good point, Hammy. It's like they know everybody see like they they kind of know they're the underdogs, but like they truly like everybody believes that they truly believe that they don't really think they're an underdog. Like they really and like that recognition that people see that in them is like kind of you know, it's it's cool. It's, it's actually a very American dream type of thing. It's, like, all odds against you, but, like, you believe, like, you have that vision, like, no, I can do this. It's not like they're just like, whoa, we're lucky to be here. They're like, no, we can, like, we're supposed to be here. Like, wh- why not? Like, we have all the pieces. Why not? So, it's, yeah, man, it's true.
0: They believe it. I mean, you gotta believe it to achieve it, am I right? So, guys, let us get started, of course. I want to start first with lebron's legacy and what this 10th finals means i mean 10 finals appearances that would be out of the most out of the recent superstars the most that would surpass magic johnson's nine so where does he stand right now in your all-time rankings and if he wins this does this solidify him as the best player or is he still second behind michael
2: Hmm. go ahead Henry yeah, I don't think that there's any I don't think there's any anything else really needs to be said about his legacy because I think his legacy will always be tied to that Cleveland ring um as the years wind down maybe if he wins two for, with the Lakers this year's kind of would be kind of I guess um I guess maybe one of his more forgettable runs I don't know if I'd say that well actually I don't know if that's true because you know what the you know with the news of Kobe and everything um but I don't know cuz this year cuz he's a favorite this year going into it and you know the one 4 years ago you know we we're just talking about how you know, Americans love underdogs. And that was like, just like the story that everyone, you know, like we were just talking about American dream. That's the story. That's the American dream story right there, you know, like four years ago, whatever that championship was. So his legacy will always be tied to that. And he, a lot of people say that he's second behind Jordan because of that, you know, amazing run in the finals. And then, you know, the unfairness of the war after that. And uh, a lot of people cut him some slack for, you know, two of those losses, right. Two of those finals losses, Um, And, you know, I I mean, who could blame him, right? I mean, like, that team was just way too amazing, especially that last year with Cleveland. It was just a mess. Uh, But, yeah, nothing really more needs to be said. And I don't think this is going to change much if he wins this year, Um, even if it's like a, you know, like a legendary seven-game series or something like that. uh, He's still second. And if he wins next season, that's when this discussion gets, you know, if he repeats with the Lakers, that's when this discussion Mm -hmm. gets, you know, very interesting. And, you know, and I I think even after this season – the consensus was continue shifting, you know, like the more he wins. So like, you right. know, we'll go closer and closer, you know, it be like a, it, it, it's,
1: <laughs> it's like a mathematical thing. What is it in, in math where like the line gets closer and closer, but <laughs> yeah. never quite touches the line.
2: Scales are tipping, you know, something like that. Uh, <laughs> No, but yeah, nothing else needs to be said. I mean, he's, he's already, he's already cemented it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I agree a lot with what you said. Um, okay. I'll make, I make these points right here. Okay. With Jordan and the whole thing. First of all, their stories of how they came into being is very different. You know what I'm saying? Like LeBron was chosen before he did anything. You know what I mean? So like his legacy is different. I'm not saying it's worse or better in that in that sense, but I'm saying like, like Michael Jordan's was something just, it was different. It was special. It was, to me, it was, it was a little more organic and it was a little more like, like, I don't know, man, like, I don't, humble's not the right word, but it's, like, something about the story was kind of more, like, like, store, like, I don't know, I can't find the word, but you know what I'm saying, like, Jordan wasn't, nobody saw that coming, like, he, he, you know, that, he definitely, you know, he was a top pick in the draft, sure, but he wasn't the chosen one like LeBron was. I mean, we know Jordan was number three in the draft, I know that, but I'm saying, like, you know, like, LeBron coming into, like, high school was, like, ESPN. So that's a whole different element to, like, I feel like their, you know, their stories. That's, first of all. So it's just hard for me to, like, it's just kind of different. Like, Jordan had a very different way that he came into being a champion where LeBron is. like. And and honestly, in that case, I almost hand it to LeBron having a harder path, because LeBron had more pressure at a young age on his psyche, you know? And, like, this whole, like, we're just obsessed with the celebrity culture. We kind of put it almost too much, right? So that's that. Secondly, I think, like, LeBron, LeBron's main part of his legacy to me is his endurance. Like his ability to be this long, this dominant, and still playing at this level is something I don't think we'll ever see. Maybe, maybe with science we will see it because everything is getting like, you know, we're perfecting biology and the body and, you know, how to stay healthy. But like, man, what LeBron is doing on that scale, I mean, he blows Michael out of the water. The fact that he can still be doing it at this level for this long, You know what I mean? Like, and that he's just, like, almost a guarantee to get to the finals, at least. He's got Jordan beat on that. Now, my big minus on LeBron compared to Jordan is, besides the fact that he's lost six finals, okay, is that Jordan stuck with that Chicago Bulls squad. He made the Bulls, like, you know what I mean? Like, he made them champions, right? And he he built that freaking, like, franchise if LeBron would have stayed in Cleveland and figured out how to do that man then no question and even if he would have won let's say four just four he'd be better than Jordan and like in in a legacy type way you know what I mean like if he would have stayed with Cleveland the whole time and I don't want to give him too much shit for leaving because like I love that he came to Miami and did that right and like everyone's story is different but like man I mean that has to me that is significant like like, okay, maybe LeBron never fucking got a Scotty Pippen, and it's not fair. Like, he didn't have Cross and Phil Jackson over there, like building a nice squad for him. Okay, that's a fair argument. But, man, still, like, besides all that, it's like Jordan, you know, he did it. Like, he stuck with that Chicago Bulls thing. He grinded out, he figured out the Pistons. And once he figured it out, man, he was dominant six, basically six years in a row, more or less. You know, LeBron, if he would have done that shit, even on a smaller scale with, with Cleveland, I would have given that to him. But, I mean, bro, he left. He made a super team with Miami, and it was dope, and he learned how to be a champion. It's a cool story. It's just a different legacy. It's a different story. But it's just like, to me, Jordan's always going to be kind of in his own class because of that, man. Nah. You know, it, it's just, his story is just a little more, like, organic and, like, beautiful. But, yeah, those are my thoughts.
2: Is LeBron uh, a bandwagoner? Huh? Is LeBron a bandwagoner?
0: His fans are. Yes, <laughs> well, his
2: fans are, and I guess he, he kind of is, too. I mean, he, he brings the – I mean, he, he is the bandwagon, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd have to think about, what, like, in what sense what, – what sense would you say he's a bandwagon? like, jumping on, like, teams? Like, what do you mean?
2: Yeah, I, I was thinking, in that kind of sense, like, you know, I guess uh, it's – I don't know if I'd say bandwagon, but he's definitely, like, an opportunist. In that way, <laughs> I guess – I mean, like, if you're the best player in the NBA, why wouldn't you? Um, Because the Cavs are also, like, just a complete shit show. Like, without the it's Bulls
0: What's that? It's Cleveland. I mean, as joking Noah said, who the fuck wants to go to Cleveland? Yeah.
2: Right. And I, I really did not like. I always thought LeBron would go to LA, but I, I thought it would be like the Clippers. I didn't think he'd make the Lakers. But then now, now that I see like the, you know, the Lakers and how they've kind of been ran ever since, you know, uh, Kobe retired and that kind of thing. Uh, even like Kobe's last years and and even then, maybe they were kind of made for each other. You know, and the Lakers kind of need that guidance. Yeah. It seems to really worked out, man. I mean,
1: dude, this this Lakers thing the, looks
2: they'll real. They'll make you know. it work. Every decade, they'll make
0: it work. So one year, they'll make it work in every decade. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's – I've got LeBron number two. I've always had him number two behind Michael. You know, I just think when we look at LeBron, I mean, he controls the game in a way that Magic does and where he's just yeah. the primary guy. <laughs> You let him handle the rock. And he's a better scorer than Magic was. Sure. But, you know, at the same time, Michael in a lot of ways controlled the game because he was the scorer, because he was the best player on the court at all times. And you knew all he's got to do is hit two or three buckets and this game's not over. And they were able – the whole team really controlled the pace, whereas LeBron really controls the pace when – both teams are on the floor period because he's the he's the point guard and everything runs through him the system is him whereas michael the system was the triangle lebron is the entire system so i think it's a completely different way of looking at players in the way we look at lebron now i will say this the times when we saw michael be the system he averaged a triple double two now he only did it for 12 games but he was averaging a triple double, and we see his ability to pass. We've seen his ability to score. We saw his ability to defend. I just think it's when LeBron wants to, he's the best defender on the floor. When he wants to, he just doesn't do it all the time. Like when he guard, guarded Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray was 0 for 6 in the last six minutes of that game. I believe it was Game yeah. Four. There was nothing they could do, and you got to give your tip of the hat to LeBron. He's, you know, I mean, he's selective when and when he defends at times. Mm -hmm. But in this league, you kind of have to be because it's an offensive league. Back then it was hold the team to 90 points and then Michael will score score 35 of the 90 and that's all you'll need. And that's where we're really at now. It's a completely different game. And I do think if modern medicine was there, Michael would still be able to kick ass the way he was. I mean, the guy was averaging 25 a game at 38 years old. And he was probably he was arguably top five in MVP voting, and he had the Wizards at the four spot in the East, and he was 38 years old. He won 19 (laughs) games the year before, and in that, who knows what he could have done if he hadn't torn his meniscus against the Kings? Who knows? The fact that he was 38 and he was kicking everybody's ass around the league is incredible. True, that's true. So that's why I give the slight. I I always (laughs) still give the edge to Mike because we saw what he could do when he was. Oh, at the end of his prime, he was still one of the most fundamentally sound players this league has ever seen. Yeah. What okay. tires? When like he when, plays a year with his son, once once he plays one year with his kid, then he's done. See,
2: yeah, and yeah, I, I know we we talked about this a little bit, Josh, too. Like, uh, I I mentioned something about like he, you know, yeah, he wants to play with his son too. I also wouldn't think he wouldn't he wouldn't be against playing against him too, you know, if his son was on the Knicks or whatever. But if it's someone's on the next, I can see you know LeBron will, will make that move for sure.
0: LeBron runs the NBA. He he's not letting his kid play for James Dolan. He, he's calling Adam Silver on that. Come <laughs> make like a quick call. No. Yeah, black he and CP3, yeah. He and CP3 were running the COVID hotlines. We know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's not gonna let him fall into that quicksand.
2: <laughs> no nope. I, I just wanted to see guys like uh you know a guy like lebron and you know chris paul obviously you know they're good friends team up i think that'd be pretty cool i mean i know this is like you know me talking as a neutral fan talking about those guys teaming up and you know no one likes the super teams but even if it's not chris paul if it's like kevin durant and it's like their last year together i want to see those old heads dominate the youngins and just sun them for a whole season <laughs>
0: yeah that would be fun to see that would saying. be really fun. Because I still think Chris Paul and LeBron are going to play together at some point. Yeah, really? I always
2: thought LeBron and Melo would end up together at some point, but, you know, I guess now that would be.
0: Well, here's the thing I always thought. I always thought he would go to Miami and they would team up there because I always thought, and I never understood this, why LeBron was not the point guard every single year he played for the team. He is the point guard. It's just they never made him the primary guy. You put LeBron as a 6A point guard, And then you've got a 6'8 wing on that team. That just adds a whole other dynamic to it as well. I just never quite understood why he was never the point guard the whole time. Because then you add Mello to that mix. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget
2: about it. maybe, maybe, Maybe he just needed to stay. Maybe he just needed more time in Miami.
0: Maybe he should have stayed a couple more years. I don't know. That could have happened. Maybe. But yeah. speaking of Miami, I want to get to the ex- the matchups in this series, and the two main ones, of course, are going to be. <laughs> I'm just giving
1: I'm just giving <laughs> background music. Go
0: ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Stephanus is. I thought Stephanus was enjoying a nice little yoga session there too while he was at it. It looked like he was doing some downward dogs. <laughs> uh, downward game, dog. Bro. Cobra and Downward dog. It's, it's game <laughs> day. I'm there with him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, Obviously, the biggest matchups in this series are going to be LeBron and AD. And we know the big matchup is going to be Bam Adebayo guarding Anthony Davis. But my question to you guys is, outside of Bam Adebayo, is there somebody – are the wings on Miami going to be able to slow him down and keep him out of the paint? Because if LeBron's driving down the lane, you're going to leave somebody wide open. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think – Yeah, go ahead. So. So if LeBron drives into the lane, someone's going to be open. Okay, try not to let it be AD. And, I mean, fuck, dude. Let Rondo sh- – I know Rondo's been playing amazing, but it's not like they have, like – it's not like the Lakers are a great three-point shooting team. So, I mean, don't, I, I can see them hurting us, like, you know, because – I don't know. Like, they, it's not like I've seen a Pope, he could shoot. You know what I mean? Like, I know Rondo's been shooting good. I know – uh, Caruso can knock down shots, but dude, let's just be real. Like they're not like the Lakers are not a sniper squad. You know what I mean? So like we just got can't let LeBron and AD kill us. The heat cannot let the, the those those two kill them and sure LeBron's gonna get in the paint, cause havoc. What I'm really concerned about is foul trouble for, for BAM. That's one of my big concerns 'cause um because man, they're just big. That Lakers squad is big, AD's big, there's a lot of you know limbs flying around LeBron's big you know, we we have to be really smart of how Spell uses BAM and our help defense. Um, and also, man, Dwight Howard, I feel like they just throw him in there and he's like a freaking, like, he's like a freaking grenade. He just goes in there and, like, he's been playing actually great and he just – he disrupts. He's, like, this huge body and he's going to cause problems and he causes foul trouble and he's, like, looking to kind of bait you into fouls. And so I, that's one of my main concerns about, like, you know, Paint wise, when you talk about penetration, how that's gonna hurt the Heat. Uh, that's my big one.
2: Yeah, I'm not uh like I think Bam is might be probably the only guy on that Heat team that's probably gonna be containing Anthony Davis, or at least you know having a great effort to uh, – I think a- AD's he's the type of guy who I think will get his points uh, because he's just such a, like a great mid range shooter, and he's just he's been very great like just like a he's just been he's just a very smart basketball player. Um but yeah, like, like Stefano said, and, and I mentioned this before, like it comes down to, I think, I think it's going to come down to the role players uh, who's going to play a little bit better. Um, I think the heater, they're, they're a little more stable there. Um, but I think guys like, you know, like Iguodala is going to be super helpful. Uh, you know, Jay Crowder is like nothing to scoff at. Um, he's been really fantastic with his run with the heat. I know he hasn't played many minutes, but like, um, I'm wondering if they're going to try to unlock something, you know, unlock something that we haven't really seen before, or they're just going to keep driving with with, what's been working for them. Because I think, you know, guys like, you know, Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma for the Lakers, uh, who else? They have Caruso, who I think is going to have a pretty good series. Um, But as long as Miami, as long as they're keeping up, you know, as long as they're keeping up, I think they have a great chance. Um, You know, and we'll we'll get to that later with our predictions. But uh, I think, you know, they, I think they have enough wing players they have at least what like 3 4 guys who can really defend anyone and then you have you know like a, a Dragon, who's a very good like floor general um and you know Jimmy Butler who's going to be you know he he's going to be the guy that's going to be led through everything um yeah I can't wait man this is going to be uh this is going to be really fun
0: you know and that kind of brings me to the point I was going to talk about um in our in the X factor segment is the foul trouble yeah it was you know we we saw the little phone call the front off that the nba headquarters got that lebron's not getting to the free throw line enough and i was just thinking okay they cry he's got the league office the speed dial yeah he does and I mean, right now, if you're in the Miami Heat, you've got to know on some level that they're making – that they already know in the back of their minds, fans going to be getting some ticky-tack foul calls. And I think that that's something that definitely, you know, is going to be an X factor, is the foul trouble. is that, And, you know, homies, that's something that as a fan of the game, period, just a fan of basketball, you're concerned that fans going to be stuck in foul trouble most of not all of the games because they know – if Bam's in foul trouble, Miami's in some deep trouble in terms of being able to stop Anthony Davis.
1: How about? Did you direct that to me or Hammy?
0: Hammy, tell Hammy. I was asking
1: Hammy. Yeah, that, that's what I
2: thought. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to. I mean, like, I, I, my whole point for this series is that LeBron and AD are going to get theirs no matter what, and it's going to come down to everyone else. And I, I don't think the Lakers are like. I, I just don't think that they're, they're going to be. Like I I don't think these guys are gonna be like amazing this these playoffs, you know. It's gonna be mostly LeBron A D show and I I you know, if as long as they get theirs, it's you know, worry about everyone else. But yeah, like I, I see what your point though about Bam, uh, you know, just like what they did with Jokic. We'll we'll see though. Uh we'll we'll see how it comes down. Um I wonder if they're here are gonna go super small if they're just trying to counter but. You
0: know, yeah, probably. I would expect them to. I would totally expect that. I mean, that's their that that could be, you know, the way that they can do it. But as we've seen, they the Rockets did that, worked out so well.
2: I mean, you, as, if they can do it in stretches, you know, and then they can keep you, it up so as long as they're keeping up with the Lakers. You know, as long as they're up there and to score, just like last season. You know, like last year's finals, like most of the games were pretty close, right? I mean, as long as you know, as long as that one team, as long as they're keeping up, you know, like the Warriors, like. They they're always there are a couple of games where they're kind of blown out right but those two games that they won just they're just kind of hanging in there and they just kind of you know took it took it away from them at the end.
1: Josh what did you see against the Rockets that didn't like that they that didn't work out for them because they seem to like you would think that if they were to play small ball together you know Lakers versus they both play small ball you would think the Rockets would have the advantage what did you see that failed
0: them so hard what the hell happened because I didn't actually watch that series too closely. Well, what I think the main thing is, honestly, it was Russ. I thought Russ was the big problem because Russ can't shoot. Right. And Russ is not the same player that he is. And when mm-hmm. you only have four instead of five shooters on the floor, and Russ is just out there and they can stand five feet, you know, away from him from the three-point line, he's just going to attack the basket. He completely throws everything off because it's kind of like playing 2K and one of the guys can't shoot, and you just right. play off ball the whole game. right. right. You know, that's kind of how it feels. But with Miami, you're going to have five guys on the floor who can shoot the ball. So mm-hmm. if you've got five guys who can consistently shoot the three, you're going to have to make your switches constant. And mm-hmm. the thing, But the thing with the Lakers is the Lakers have defenders. They have bigs that are def- who can not necessarily defend very well, but Dwight Howard is still a very solid defender, even on the perimeter. He can still do it. You know, JaVale McGee with those long arms can give you problems. Right. And even if you're going to get off those three-point shots, they're still going to be contested or they're going to be, you know, moving threes, which is – today is a decent shot, but it's still not a set on – it's still not a set open three. It's a moving three, which means there's definitely going to be – you're not Steph Curry out there. It's, I mean, Duncan Robinson's a great shooter, but, you know, if it's not Steph Curry I'm not or Danny Lillard, I'm not thinking, oh, wow, that's a great shot. No, you're going to be thinking, I need him set waiting for that ball in his hands to shoot that three. And I think that's where the Lakers – can cause problems is that they can counteract small ball with the fact that they have the physicality with guys like LeBron, with Dwight Howard. You know, Caldwell Pope can defend really well. Danny Green, a very good perimeter defender. Kyle Kuzma, when he needs to, can also um, stop the ball a little bit. You know, not having Avery Bradley is going to be a big problem, and I definitely think it's going to kill him in this series. And I think that the difference was two words, LeBron, last name James. One of them was on the Lakers, and one of them wasn't on the Rockets. And I think when it comes down to it, what we have seen is usually the team that has LeBron James usually wins the game unless he's playing a super, superstar squad. And what we've seen him lose is he lost to three Hall of Famers in San Antonio. He lost to four Hall of Famers in San Antonio. He lost to three in Golden State. You mm-hmm. could argue Draymond is in there. I don't know if Draymond's a Hall of Famer. Sure. I would say he's on the cusp, but I don't know if he's in there. I think next you can podcast. make that argument. <laughs> do you think? Do you think he's in? I'm not. I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's the next podcast discussion. I don't know because I, I, I say that jokingly because I think it's a good question. That's it makes me think. Like it, right? He's like he's like the glue of that oh, dynasty team. Like he kind of deserves a discussion. He
2: he might make it, and it's, it's he's, he's Hall of he's Hall of very good. He's he's like Igudala. In the hall of very he's a, good,
1: yeah,
0: I like agree. He's like
1: that. the Dennis Rodman of that squad, you know.
0: Yeah, but Dennis was, yeah. I mean, Dennis was the best defender and rebound in the NBA for what? Seven right. years in a row. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, I and that like again, Draymond, you could argue was too. So, but I would definitely agree he was the glue to that team. I just think it comes down to Bam staying out of foul trouble, and the Lakers shooting their threes. I really think that's going to be the big the big stories is can the Lakers shoot the threes? The reality is they cannot keep up with Miami shooting wise. They can't. And I so, think that is the biggest problem with um, the Lakers is that if Miami shoots 15 or 40, you know, the Lakers could easily be two for 27. You know, they can have an off night. And if, and if no one's hitting their shots, they're going to have big problems. Octavius Col- Caldwell, Pope is not been doing anything, but isn't – is Marquise or is it Marcus on the uh, on the Lakers right now? Marquise. Marquise. You know Marquise is going to be that guy who they're also going to need to step up, and Marquise can be is known to be a decent shooter, but mm-hmm. they don't have their guys that they are depending on as their wings to be their reliable three point shooters have not been as reliable. They have been, but at the same time they've also been very inconsistent. Yeah, and then inconsistency yeah. is a problem. Whereas Miami, they've consistently been hitting. 35, 40% of their threes game in and game out. And that's, and if you're not hitting 30 to 35% of your threes, nine in and nine out and you're, you're going to have a hard time beating Miami. You are, because they're going to come back with those threes. That's what happened in the Milwaukee series. Milwaukee would cut the lead to three. Miami, Miami would come right back and hit a three and bring them back up six again, over and over again.
1: Yeah, I, uh, you know, the only part where I don't completely agree with you is that it's very important for the Lakers to hit their threes. Um, they got to shoot well. And they're, that's, you better believe that that's what the Heat's going to give them. So, yes, we're going to, like, we want those other guys on the team. The Heat are going to want those other guards on the team to kill, hurt them with the threes and with the outside shots. And even LeBron with the outside shot. Like, that's what the Heat are going to try to do. Um, but I think that what's more important for the Lakers I guess offensively, is rebounding because that's their advantage. So, like, think about this. The Heat are probably going to use the zone. I'm very interested to see what the Heat do but defensively. But I think they're going to use the zone. And what's the weakness in the zone is offensive rebounding. And not only are we giving that up, but we're giving that up to a team that's bigger and longer and a good rebounding. So I think they should actually just stress what they're good at get the boards, keep giving them opportunities to score again, and that, that deflates the defense, that tires the defense, that kills morale, especially you get a stop, maybe two stops, but then they keep getting the rebound. So I think they should focus on that, and they should focus on running. And that's what the Heat defense have to really focus on. Because if they, if they expect to kind of beat the Lakers with shooting, which they're going to kind of have to, they got to make sure that they play good transition D. Because when you're, when you're shooting a lot of threes and you're trying to hurt a team by being a shooting team, You're giving up long rebounds and long rebounds to a guy like LeBron is, is cookies, man. You know what I mean? That's, that's like, that's what he wants. Like fresh cookies out the oven. Like, here we go. And, and like, dude, the Lakers running is not what he wants. That's that's where they're dangerous. We want the Lakers more in, in half court offense. So, you know, I think that's what the Lakers should focus on is like, Hey, let's, let's rebound. Like, okay, we'll miss our shots. We miss, we'll make the shots we make if you're open, shoot it. But, but get, let's crash the boards and let's run, let's run. And I think that those are their that's their strengths, that's their advantage over the Heat, and that's what they need to do. So the Heat have to really key on transition defense, get the fuck back, make sure you match up. And I think they're disciplined enough to do a good job on that, honestly, and conditioned enough. And um, yeah, man, I think the Lakers. It's gonna be interesting to see who gets hot. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, you know, speaking on that, like on on the on the defensive end for the Heat, um, with the, using the zone. I mean, dude. I loved how the Heat stuck to that zone, and I I wasn't loving it at the moment when they were playing uh, the Celtics, right? Like, there was times where the Celtics were, like, killing the zone, and I'm like, fuck, get out of the zone. Get out of the zone. This isn't working. But they stuck it and what they noticed is that, like, eventually, eventually they're not going to be hitting 50% all game. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what happened in the Heat. um, I'm going to be interested to see, like, like, if the Heat stick with the zone, like, you know, like, how much they stick with it, you know what I mean? If we stick with it, even if it's hurting us rebounding. Because if it's hurting us badly rebounding, I don't think the Heat can stick with it. If it's hurting them just shooting, they'll stick with it. Um, but, yeah. So, that that's key. key. Key for the Heat and the Lakers. Both got to focus. Heat got to focus on the transition D. And Lakers just got to keep dominating with their physicality and lead. I I don't think that they can they can run out like you say they can because they yeah, they're not that bad on their feet but I don't know I mean they're long and they can cover a lot of ground but
0: Dwight Howard
1: and JaVale McGee running out to the corners to stop the shooters dude I'll take the heat on that like I, okay you know what I mean go ahead um but but you're right it comes down to LeBron at the end of the day how how efficient he is and you know how he controls that the the uh the offense. And how locked in he is on defense, right? Because, like you said, he he chooses his times.
2: Yeah. Um. The I this is kind of a kind of an unrelated thing, but I was thinking about this like in the last week or so. This is Miami's third different like core that's made the finals, right? And like the this is like the third straight decade of making the finals. I know it's like just the start of the decade now. Um. But you you start to see some people they start to compare them to. Uh, something similar to the Spurs, I thought it was like the standard of excellence, you know. Uh, at least in, in the last 15 years, since like 2005. And I guess since they made the move for Shaq, you know, since since they started winning, uh, they're making win now moves. Um, but I found this very interesting, and I actually I actually found this out from uh, Dan Levitard's show. Um, and you know, uh, I I know he he be, might be kind of a homer, but I think his uh, well, the, his co-host or something like that mentioned this, or like a guest or whatever. Um, they they said that, you know we should compare the uh, uh, the Heat to the Celtics of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, where they had that bridge from, you know, they had uh, Bill Russell, then they had John Havlicek, and then from there they had Larry Bird. So now it's kind of like the Heat are kind of like in that kind of similar vein where, like, you know, people our age, the Heat are seen as, like, this very successful team, this, like, super premier franchise, yeah. you know, something that never no one really think about in the 2003 or something like that
1: yeah and uh and you make me think of something uh important too about how i mean that, that's a great point i never actually considered it like that that's true like it's affecting the, the generation's mind of like oh yeah the heat are a successful franchise like looking they started to reach that echelon of like spurs kind of patriots type thing right like every decade you see them uh, but you made me also think of an important point that i wanted to say too thinking about this before the show uh that kind of a blueprint and i say that loosely but a little bit of a blueprint for beating this Lakers team i would i would look at is the same way that the San Antonio Spurs in 2014 demolished the Heat in the finals and and they did it by incredible ball movement and incredible shooting i get it they had Tim Duncan, they had Ginobili, they had Kawhi Leonard okay that team maybe was maybe more, okay more stacked but but i think there's something there there's something there about like how can how can the Heat, you know, really kind of what's their best mode? It's like I mean this is no secret, but I'm just saying like 'cause we're already saying like they gotta shoot good, they gotta you know small ball that. But like man, just look at the Spurs did. They they that they kind of took apart that pretty big Heat team, uh, and they took them apart with just incredible pat uh move. They moved that ball. I mean the. The clinic that those Spurs put on the Heat in 2014, to me, was one of the best finals performances ever, man. It was like, it was like, it was mind-bending. It was like dizzying. They They like, (laughs) 50%. Yeah, and they shot incredible, which is a big caveat. Like, you got to shoot good. But they, I mean, the Heat are a great shooting team. So it's like, you might as well look at like, hey, the Spurs did it. Why can't we, you know what I mean? LeBron sometimes is a little bit ball dominant. Sometimes he wants to be like, this is like, I make it happen. And I feel like the Spurs be like, okay, you want to do that? We're gonna, we're gonna be like, before you know it, we're we're down court, you know, like boom, 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 boom. You, who are you gonna stop? We can all shoot. Who are you gonna stop? You know, so uh, I think that's a good blueprint for the Heat to look at, um, how the Spurs kind of,
0: you know, destroyed that, that dynasty, really. You know, I also think that one of the ways you beat a LeBron team is if he does not have the supporting cast, you can easily beat them. Right. And right. You know, in 2013, the Heat had a solid supporting cast, but it was aging. 2014, it was garbage. It was hot garbage. And it, even though they made the finals, yeah. I thought, they're. first of all, the Spurs were pissed the F off. Yeah, right. They right. were Very pissed motivated. the F off. And, that was and a, I'm just a uh,
2: series of a series that you could play. I mean, it's, it's amazing that the Heat even won game two. Yeah,
0: Yep. I agree. I agree. And the crazy part is that my, my the San Antonio, they shot forty six and a half percent from three in that series. Fire, bro. Flame <laughs> throwers. Kawhi yeah. shots fifty eight percent from three. <laughs> they were focused, man. They were locked in. And of course, you knew Pop was gonna have. I remember when they when they were playing San Antonio, and me and my dad looked at each other when LeBron got those cramps. We thought, oh, he's done they're done. He got those cramps. They're done. You can just look at the, you can just, you just saw the look in their eyes. It's like, oh, they're fucked. They're dead. There's no way they're winning this right. series. It was just, you could tell just, uh, right. there was no <laughs> way. I mean, San Antonio, it was, um, it was, San Antonio did a Cobra Kai. They sweep the leg. They, yeah. the leg. That, <laughs> oh that mercy. they sweep
2: the leg. No that mercy. No mercy. That, oh, by the way, sweep the leg is a very gentlemanly thing to do as a gentleman. Um, by the way, uh, It's actually ironic that you actually mentioned that, uh, Stefano, about, like, you know, he should be like the Spurs because a lot of people are comparing them to that Spurs team because just the fact that they don't have a guy who's, like, top 10 in MVP voting, I think. um, And the Spurs are the last team to win a title like that. And I think the Pistons were before that. So it's weird. The the Heat are drawing parallel; – they're drawing comparisons from the 2014 Spurs, which were amazing on offense, to the 2004 Pistons, which were amazing on defense. But people are comparing them to all four Pistons in terms of, like, the matchup. Uh, you know, saying that, like, oh, you know, the Heat can pull a Pistons on the Lakers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that Pistons team is a good uh, – uh, right. I didn't think of that Pistons team, but that's, that's a good point. Yeah. That 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 Lakers team that the Pistons uh, beat, which – remind me which squad that was?
2: Gary Payton, Carl Malone.
1: Right, 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 right. So, yeah, damn, that team did make it to the finals, huh? Had it was kind of – I mean, Did,
2: that point four shot, I think that was that year.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That yeah, this this team is kind of like the if similar to that Pistons team, kind of like everyone knows their role. Um, Rip Hamilton, freaking the mid range god. Um, <laughs> off ball dude, god.
2: Dude,
1: right, off ball god for real, dude. I don't want to go to our topic. Do you remember how sad it was like when the NBA just stopped shooting mid ranges and Rip like,
2: Hamilton literally went from like. Well, yeah, i so, like, End of the bench? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because, like, we were talking about the Rockets earlier, and the Rockets play stupidly binary. Like, it's too black right. and white.
0: It's Whatever. so boring. It's so. Yeah, I'll, I'll, it's, I remember I was watching so, earlier this year, it was Rockets Magic, I think. And James Harden shot 23s. And I'm like, this is what people like to watch? <laughs> that, that's, that, oh, the, see, Michael's post game. Like, when you watch Michael or you watch Kawhi in the post, you watch AD, LeBron in the post, that is beautiful to watch. The post fade is beautiful. Kobe taking those contested mid-range shots from, like, 22 feet. I'm there in that what was – I think that was the Nuggets game. It was game four. They were in Denver. And I think he dropped 45 and he had 10 assists. And you could just see he was so locked in. He was hitting shots with hand in his face – bit falling away, he basically just jumped because he had nowhere else to go, falling away, hitting twenty two foot mid range shots. I miss that. Whereas we see contested threes with guys pulling up from thirty nine feet. I mean guys are pulling up from half court going, you know what, screw it, I can make this. It's incredible to see, but it's like what happened to the old good old days where we had Larry Burgess hitting, you know, 15 20 footers all day like long. A, I mean I know he's the kind game. Of like
2: rhythmic. Yeah, they sound like rhythmic kind of shots, right? Like like, the Rockets have, like, no nuance to their game, you know? It really annoys me because, like, Harden, he he has he has a whole arsenal of moves, you know? And he only yeah. uses, like, four of them, you know? And, you know, even Eric Gordon, you know, he has a lot of nuance to his game, but they, he's he's limited to, like, two things now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I it's – I remember there was a time where it seemed like the Rockets literally figured out the cheat code. Uh, it, it, to me, it was, like, when they had Clint Capella. And uh, – Yeah, two years ago, and it was like it was basically you could not stay in front of Harden because you had to like you were terrified of his three point like he was just so deadly with the three and the step back. So then if you if you try to really overplay him, then he would just go by you. And then it was either floater or alley oop to Capella. It was like a stop. I was like, dude, they just yeah. figured out a Chico. Like how literally like how do you stop this? Like and then if you stop if you if you bring the help for Capella, then he would just kick it out to the three. And so I was just kind of like I mean. Honestly, hate it or love it. Like, this is
2: fucking brilliant. Like, you, you have somebody like Harden. This is maybe the best way to use him. But – uh Definitely peaked two years ago, yeah, with, with Chris Paul. You know, Chris it, Paul, mid-range god, you know, Chris Paul, yeah. uh, point god. Um But, yeah, mm-hmm. like, he's – like, they definitely peaked that year. And uh, it's a shame because, you know, I think we all agree that they probably should have had a ring if Chris Paul was healthy. Um But, yeah, just like nah. the fight that they didn't make it work last year. What's that? <laughs>
0: I don't know about I don't know about that man. I'll tell you what. There's one I, people people forget this. You know who missed half over half that series? Iggy.
2: Iguodala. I know.
0: Iggy. I know. If Iggy Iguodala in that played that series, like, there's no way in hell they win. It's like it's Warriors and six.
2: But even in game six and seven, the Rockets could have won game six. I mean that they, they were up by like 15 points. They they probably stuck to that binary thing again though. You know, in game six, so they were up by like 15 points, in like the second quarter. I know it, it's never a safe lead against the Warriors, but. You know, they, they, even in Game 7, they
0: had, like, a 10-point lead in the third quarter. Oh for 27, though, just bad luck. Luck of the draw. <laughs> wait, wait. I, that's right. They went oh, – Game 6, they went 0 for 27 from 3. Like seven, like,
2: yeah. oh. In the biggest game of Harden's career. And uh, it's a shame because Harden had a great first half, and you thought that this is finally, Harden's turning like – like, this is kind of like this is Dirk Nowitzki moment, right? Like, he, he's the, the playoff choker, no more. But nope. It happened. All for 27. But they, I know they definitely, they definitely made a couple shots and then they waved it off. You know, it was after the, the foul was before the shot. You know, that kind of thing.
0: He went, they went yeah. 7 for 44 in that game. 7 for 44. Oh, Crazy, man. bro. I think they lost because Ted
2: Cruz was in the building.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on Cruz.
1: Thank God. Oh, Cruz, Matt.
2: He was there in Matt. game 5. So he's a bad luck charm for sure. Is, uh, is Kuzma how you guys feel about Kuzma? you think
1: he'll be an X factor for the Lakers? Oh yeah,
0: huge. I th- you know yeah. if you, you got to get your scoring elsewhere, and you know outside of I mean you can you you can rely on Danny Green, but I mean if you're going you need that you need that other guy, and you know LeBron looks to Kuzma. LeBron yeah. trusts Kuzma. You can tell he does. He knows yeah, he's a young yeah. kid, but LeBron trades away everybody if he doesn't like you. He likes Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. And you yeah. See that, and I think that's one of the reasons that he wanted him to stay.
1: Yeah. 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 Kuzma, to me, I'm like, dude, he can be so good. And he has games where I'm like, dude, he's killing right now. uh I feel like I remember there was they played the uh, man. He hit that game winner. Was it the playoffs against? Was it the Mavericks?
2: Oh, yeah. That was uh, I think that was the first round, second round. No, it couldn't have been the Mavericks. Uh, Maybe it was a regular season game.
1: Yeah, maybe it was regular season. But it was like, I mean, Kuzma was playing so great. And then he hit this, like, buzzer beater game winner. And, I mean, Kuzma has the – he's got the pieces. But, like, I don't know. He's just – I feel like he hasn't uh, fully reached what he's capable of. He's not – he's underachieving, I would say. Uh, Danny Green kind of gives me the, the creeps, bro, because on the Spurs, he destroyed the heat three point shooting like yeah. he was just such a he, he killer from the three but he drives me insane because he should be such a great shooter and he's not like he's not been shooting that good he's not very consistent. That's I'm mature, like
2: bro
1: how are you not at this point like like a knockdown shooter? Like that's what you do. You've been in NBA in this song you were an incredible shooter like four years ago. Like how everybody gets older and becomes a better shooter. How
0: did you get older and be a worse shooter but like like Kyle forty years old and he's still killing everybody dude every older man like becomes a bird. that's just
1: that's the so about getting older in basketball is like you just learn how to shoot better like how is Danny
2: Green not like a fucking incredible shooter at this point it kind of, like, but I don't even want to say that
1: because watch him just shoot like 70 percent this I I, I year
2: like I think it's definitely like him getting into his head kind of you know like that definitely kind of happens it's definitely like a mental thing yeah, because he's not a great uh, free because throw the shooter. The pressure is really on. It feels like he had less pressure last year. And he was in the finals of the Wreckers.
1: <laughs> yeah, bro. He just finds his way to the finals all the time. Rascal. He did
2: not play well until the finals last year either.
1: Gosh, dude. I would, I'm, I would be so angry if he just, like, shoots incredibly. Like, At not again.
2: The true X Factor. Not Kuzma. <laughs> he's a decoy. Danny, <laughs> <Bean>. And Caruso. <laughs>
1: Danny X Green, X Factor Green.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So let's get our predictions in here. I want to start with Finals. Who you got, and what? Who you got, and why?
1: You know, my head is my head wants to it wants to pull over this this LeBron and the Lakers. They just they just seem so dominant because they're supposed to win. You know, my head is like the Lakers are supposed to win. And of course, my heart is with my Heat. But here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. I'm gonna have to go with the Heat and my heart this time, because they keep proving me wrong every round. I keep thinking it's gonna be more of a battle than what it is, and they just show they have more than I realize they do. It's 2020. It's a wild year. I know the Lakers have the spirit of Kobe helping them out, but I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna ride with my bias this time with the Heat. I'm gonna say Heat. Let's go – okay, let's go – I was going to say Heat in seven. I'm going to say Heat in six. I'm going to say Heat – I'm going to say that the Heat just barraged the Lakers, and they're just – I don't
2: know. I'm going to go Heat in six. Yeah, I uh, I think, like, last season, it will be in six games, and I'm also going with the same pick, Miami Heat in six. Damn. Um had that pick since uh, since they won the conference finals. So it could have been recency bias, but uh, I think these guys, these young guys on the Heat, uh, they're I'm sure they're household names in Miami already in the Miami area. But I think they will be, they will actually be household names by the end of the series. Like they're going to surprise everyone, and uh, it's going to be one of those memorable championships. And um, I don't know, it's gonna, it's going to be you know it's going to be a very tight, like back and forth. But I can see the Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to win tonight, though, in Game One. But, uh, yeah, I got heat and sex for the, at the end.
0: You know, it's, it, you know, I want to take Miami as well, but I am going to go with the Lakers. And my reason is because when I, I'm it, it's been a weird year, but I'm, you know, this Laker team and this Miami team, they have, you know, they, LeBron's got that team in lockdown mode and, a lot of people were saying the Lakers might be in trouble when they get to the playoffs. You know, they might get beat by Portland. They kick, they kick their ass. They play Houston. Everyone's like, after game one, Oh, the Lakers might be in trouble. They kick the crap out of them. They play the Nuggets. They kick the crap out of them. Miami's doing the same thing, but the Lakers strengths are Miami's weaknesses, especially if Bam gets in foul trouble. They're a good rebounding team. Miami's a good rebounding team, but the Lakers have more size. you know, and if you're able to get those second-chance points and control the tempo, you know, they were able to control the tempo against the Rockets. And the, Miami's, a, I think, a better version of Houston. But they can control the tempo. And as long as they can control the tempo, it's not really going to matter much for Miami. And I think that Miami's shown that while they can't shoot the three, they can, they've struggled at times in the playoffs. Tyler, you know, Dundon Robinson's had games where he's just disappeared. And I think that can be a problem. Some, you know, Tyler Hero has been a bit inconsistent. He had a great game. He had the 37 points against Boston, but at times he has disappeared. And sometimes that can prove to be really costly. And I'm, I'm not – the two best players in this series are going to be AD and LeBron. It's going to be very hard to slow down both of them. And I just think in the end LeBron is going to get title number four. So I'm going to take the Lakers in seven games in this one.
2: Ooh, ooh. All right. Well.
0: We're all picking a
2: pretty close series.
0: Yeah, Every, I think, I think it's mean, gonna like everyone's
2: gonna be. I can also see it like you know, I'm also kind of seeing it as like a spectrum juice Like I, I can see where the Lakers win in five close games, but I I'm choosing the Heat in this one just because I mean, obviously this is obviously more you know kind of a guess for some of us. And yeah, uh, I just think they're. Uh, I think Dragic is just gonna be the X factor though.
1: The dragon, let's hope he's been he's been great all playoffs.
2: He deserved, he, he's deserved it, and I mean he's he's been like a, he he's like a legend.
1: Yeah. You know who might be – I know we're, like, trying to sh- close it up here, but, you know, I was just thinking it could be an X-Factor too. is My- Myers, uh, Myers Leonard.
2: You know, that's what I was saying earlier. I was wondering if the heat, if they unlocked something. And if they unlocked Myers Leonard in the finals, and, like, <laughs> oh, Myers Leonard and right. Kendrick Nunn together or whatever, guys who really haven't played this playoff run, uh, it would be, honestly, um, it would he's be the big. greatest hustle.
1: He can rebound. He's big. And he can shoot. You know what I mean? So, he still spreads the floor. So, you know. Oh, what about Haslam? <laughs> uh, nah, nah. <laughs> Haslam for the so. win In game 6
0: <laughs>
1: Haslam has to play For some reason in game 6 And just because The hero Yeah
0: I'll so hit a couple 18 footers of lot, And then the game's man. over He'll hit a couple 18 footers You know it's coming <laughs> Yeah right I would yeah. love to see it I would love to see it <laughs> Well that's so. gonna Wrap it up Here for Another episode The NBA Finals Preview episode Of to Domus I was joined by Stefanos and Hami Rain. Reign. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your day, fellas. Thank you. Peace.